the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Your governor of New York's done one hell of a job. He, I think he's, he's sort of the gold standard. We work with Governor Cuomo just like we work with governors across the country. Uh, yeah, and she she refused to uh, back away from anything that uh, Joe Biden had said. Uh, that was Jen Psaki, the uh, press secretary for the administration. Of course, the president, Joe Biden, before that. Now, legal experts are warning that uh, Governor Cuomo may not be the gold standard unless that gold standard is to be corrupt and end up in, in prison. <laughs> uh, because there's there seems to be a growing consensus that not only did he just, uh, you know, what, what, how did he describe it? Create a void so that speculation could occur, but that he actually lied to f- to the feds and misrepresented uh, to the public exactly what happened. Of course, we've been following this. Janice Dean uh, and others have been with us. But let's talk about it from the legal side of things today. I'm honored to have the Greg Jarrett uh, with us. His website is thegregjarrett.com. That's two G's, two R's, two T's, thegregjarrett.com. You can get all of his uh, writings there. But you may also know that name from Fox News. He's been a longtime uh, host and anchor and uh, senior legal analyst for them. And, Greg, it's always a pleasure to have you with us, even on a snowy Monday like today. Hey, good to be with you, Kevin, as always. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about Andrew Cuomo's uh, situation. Is he in in genuine legal jeopardy here? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Look, his top aide, Melissa DeRosa, admitted in a Zoom call with Democrat lawmakers that they misrepresented the number of deaths in nursing homes to avoid... Uh, a Department of Justice investigation. Well, look, if you provide false information and misrepresentations, if you lie uh, to any agency of the government, federal or state, including the state legislature, you're committing obstruction of justice. And if others are involved, it's conspiracy to obstruct. It's also the crime of defrauding the government, which means you know you're you're lying and cheating to the government. Uh, there's also, you know, false statements to any federal government official or agencies. So, I mean, I think these are real and legitimate uh, potential criminal charges against not just DeRosa, but uh, potentially Andrew Cuomo. And, you know, I mean, he continues to cover up, uh, offer vacuous excuses, and and engage in his usual protocol of bullying people. You've got an assemblyman in New York who says, look, he threatened uh, to destroy me if I didn't uh, join the cover-up. Right. So, look, uh, it's no wonder that people are calling, demanding for his resignation, if not impeachment. Well, and and let's talk about that from a a very basic level. I mean, New York is a blue of blue of blue states, uh, you know, both 
the House, uh, the Assembly and the Senate are controlled by um, uh, the Democrats. Does he have a core of people from his own party that have the stomach to hold him accountable? I think uh, I think there are some people who are beginning. Look, there are many Democrats are sick and tired of a heavy handed uh, and bullying tactics that Cuomo has used even on on them, Democrats. Uh, so, you know, he's not a beloved figure in Albany, um, even among people in his own party. They view yeah. him as profoundly and terminally arrogant and, you know, uh, overly aggressive, not terribly honest. Uh, and, you know, and I think it incensed a great many people that in the middle of the pandemic, while people are, are dying by the thousands, uh, you know, here's a guy who's writing a book bragging about himself, uh, you know, about one wonderful leader he is, Leadership Lessons by Andrew Cuomo. I mean, who's got the time in the middle of a pandemic to do that? Uh, but, but, of course, the arrogant Cuomo did. Yeah. Well, and, and he did, considering the fact that uh, New York as a state makes up for nearly 10 percent of the nationwide deaths. Uh, just by themselves, um, which to me would would hearken uh, humility and, and, a, and a need to say maybe we didn't get it all right uh, the whole time. Let me ask you this, Greg, uh, because you've been around for a while. Is the governorship in New York too powerful of a position? Does it need to be dismantled a little bit, brought more on par with what other governorships look like in other states? Uh, and is it time to maybe in, uh, to genuinely consider the ability to recall or, Im- or impeach uh, in a serious way uh, the governor of New York? It, it seems to be a very powerful position that has very little recourse to whoever ends up there. Yes. And I, you know, I was born and raised and lived for 30 years in California. And there there is a mechanism where the voters themselves on a recall petition can remove the governor. No such uh, recall exercise is permitted in New York. I think that needs to be changed. But the other part of the equation, Kevin, is that, you know, the legislature in New York up in Albany, uh, basically hand, handed to Andrew Cuomo carte blanche to do what he wanted. They gave him unfettered authority yep. uh, during the pandemic, and he abused that authority. And, there, you know, there are a great many people uh, who are angry at him for uh, the lockdowns, the shutdowns that ruined lives and livelihoods and destroyed people's uh, you know, savings and economic prosperity. And, you know, especially when they look at, you know, Florida and Ron DeSantis, the governor down there, who kept, you know, schools open for the most part, kept businesses open and had better numbers. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're saying to themselves, wait a minute, um, maybe Cuomo ain't the gold standard <laughs> to quote the uh, president hey real quickly merrick garland is up uh, this week before the senate to for confirmation what do you think of his uh, nomination and, and what he will mean to the department of justice well he does have uh, impeccable credentials uh, i will certainly give him that uh, i was a bit disturb- disturbed today during the hearing uh, before the judiciary committee that he would not step forward and, and, and basically promised that he wouldn't interfere, unduly influence uh, the John Durham investigation. And Durham, of course, is a special counsel, unlike 
Bill Barr during his you know confirmation hearing, he said, absolutely, I you know this this is something I will not interfere with. Um, Merrick Garland tried to kind of have it both ways today, and then in the end said, gee, I don't really know anything about the investigation. So you know, I, I reserve judgment on Merrick Garland, but I'm suspicious. He says he wants to go after uh, and personally oversee the people who perpetrated violence uh, on Capitol Hill on January the 6th, but he made no such similar claims to people that have uh, tried to burn down federal courthouses and killed uh, dozens of people in the uh, violence of the last year. Double standard? Yes. Main Street's just as important as Constitution Avenue and the Capitol building, and you know, uh, far more people were injured and died and businesses were burned and, you know, people attacked, uh, assault and battery, uh, than occurred on, on January 6th in the nation's capital. As hideous and appalling as, as that violence was, in many ways it pales in comparison to the violence that raged in, in uh, cities across America, and you know there ought to be some equivalency here. And I didn't hear it, as, and you didn't hear it. I don't think, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, from Merrick Garland. Not yet. Uh, all right, uh, Greg Jarrett, senior legal analyst for Fox News, and you can get all of his thoughts on the day's news and what's going on from a legal perspective at the Greg Jarrett dot com. Two G's, two R's, two T's. The Greg Jarrett dot com. That should get you there. Greg, thanks for being back. Uh, We'll talk to you again soon. Hope so, Kevin. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. This is Jerry Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. Investors, the business press, and just ordinary citizens concerned about their 401k accounts are beginning to get worried about inflation. For most of my career, I've been talking conservative leaders down from dire predictions of imminent inflation. But now, I think that inflation is a very real, short, and midterm risk. Last year, the Trump administration borrowed $3.3 trillion, yes, with a T, to fund COVID relief and various stimuli. At the end of the year, almost another trillion was agreed to. And now the new president is proposing an additional almost two trillion. So far, almost all of this new spending has been financed out of the central bank's creation of new monetary base. In other words, we printed the money we spent. Inflation is too much money chasing too few goods. The Fed is giving us too much money, and the low-growth Biden economy will provide too few goods. And Americans ought to be concerned. 